Hey, is this thing on? I am Queensman. Hi everyone, my name is Alyssa, and you are listening to the All Things Pelvic podcast, where you get to follow my life as a pelvic floor physical therapist. That may sound a little boring, but real quick, let me break it down. I bring up topics that most people find difficult to talk about, but maybe it's time we get comfortable with discussing the uncomfortable. I always strive for real talk, good vibes, and mostly all things pelvic. Join me and my guests as we discuss healthcare, culture, and real life topics. Are you ready? Because it's time to take a page out of my playbook. Today, we're definitely going to be on a vibe of like life coach, focusing on our health, topics kind of of that nature, and I'm really excited because I haven't spoken to my friend in a while, and I'm excited that she's on here today. Alexandra, you can go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Alexandra Weiss. I'm a life coach. I'm so excited to be on this podcast. Um, (laughs) Alyssa and I met through physical therapy, but I fell in love with her attitude, her energy, her whole vibe, and we talk about everything from wellness of our bodies, our minds, our businesses, our love life, um, nothing (laughs) off limits, and she's just one of my favorite people to connect with, so thank you for having me on the podcast today. Um, duh, and also, thanks, like, what a great way to start the morning, (laughs) somebody listing off all those things, (laughs) I love that. Um, I know it's kind of funny how we started off, right? But I, you're so right when you say that, like, there's really nothing off limits. Like, I definitely think we started talking about, like, our dating life, our love life, like, even right yeah. away, too. So if anybody's my patient on here, you definitely know that as well. That I just, like, it's kind of like a free-for-all for sure. Um, well, I wanted to dive into how you became a life coach. I've been on this vibe lately of that. I think, I mean, there's such a vibe right now of like the great resignation and like everybody kind of changing their work life um, in a beautiful way. I think there are definitely some bumps in the road. Um, I'm one of them as well. And I definitely think that there's a lot of cons that we can look at, but I definitely think there are more pros to it. I'm rambling right now. Go for it. Tell me. Tell yeah, me I'm one of those it. stories as well. Um, but, you know, I'll start with I always had an interest in psychology. Mm-hmm. I was a psychology major. And then I did the next logical thing when I graduated college. I went into fashion and marketing. Yeah. So I skipped um, that next step and I followed my passion um, back in New York City after I graduated Cornell. And, you know, I learned a lot about, you know, hard work and storytelling, um, connecting with people and, you know, using brands um, as a way to bring people together and sell things, of course. And, you know, I kept continuing down this path, whether I was at a fashion magazine, worked for a startup, I started my own business, and I felt like I was always chasing my happiness. I obviously had moments of earned success. Um, I built great relationships. There were a lot of high points throughout that career, but I just never felt satisfied. And I was always like, what's the next milestone? Okay, if I get the promotion, I'll be happier. If I get a higher title, um, if I get more money, and I just kept going. And 
I would take these breaks where I would quit jobs and I was like, I really need to do something else. And honestly, fear of the unknown, fear of starting over after five or six years of doing marketing. And then there was another break and it was, you know, oh no, now it's 10 years. Um, really kept me going back and trying different things, which um, was great because I got to learn and, um, you know, meet new people, but I just wasn't happy. So when 2020 came and I was working as a consultant at American Express and doing a lot of experiential marketing, all events paused. And I was kind of like, what am I going to do? What would really make me happy? And when I thought about what I really loved about my work experience, it was helping people reach their goals and working on teams and collaborating, um, you know, opposed to really helping brands reach their goals. And I thought, you know, about my love of psychology and I decided to um, go and take life coaching classes and get my certification. And here I am. So, you know, I think one of the biggest lessons, you know, I learned, which really took a lot of time to stop and pause and bring awareness to was this idea of chasing happiness outside of myself and like really, you know, um, hinging, you know, that on something external when I really was just needed kind of like get quiet and really think about what could bring me happiness kind of every day. And that was kind of pursuing this life coaching passion. Yeah. Well, yes to everything that you just said. I think there are a few points that you hit there where I was like, okay, mental note, we need to get back to that. Um, but uh-huh. first two is like, first one is doing something for five or six years and then starting over, mm-hmm. I think is so terrifying. And it's, it's weird because we even look at like what changes in a year. Imagine doing something for five to six now. And it's like, you know, it's a longer period of time. For some people in their careers, that's even just like a little chunk of time, you know, and then to start over, I think is one of the scariest, one of the most amazing things too, if you're like, you're able to do it and if you actually do it. So that was one. But then also the second thing that you said was like chasing happiness. I think that so many of us, either when something isn't going right, or like maybe you're just not where you would like to be in life, we try to chase those things so much, but then it becomes so superficial that it does kind of become your life. And like, that's like not what any of us should be doing, I feel. Um, it's Yeah, it's really hard um, because we all, you know, as human beings want to have a sense of control. So it's this push and pull of, you know, okay, I know the steps to take to control an outcome that, you know, will bring me a dopamine hit, if not anything Mm -hmm. else, because, you know, I'd be lying if I said I didn't experience any, you know, high points, you know, throughout my career. But overall, um, you know, it was kind of this drained anxiety stressed out feeling uh, of dissatisfaction that you know kind of was underlying um with just kind of sprinkles of high points but those high points kind of keep you going well okay maybe if i keep going i'll get more of those and you know it becomes this addiction um because the flip side is you don't have the control or the answers or the steps you you know you have to walk into the fear of the unknown and I think it's when people kind of reach that tipping point or can really tune in and listen to themselves. Because something else that happened and that I experienced was, you know, being uncertain um, was also 
learning to trust myself and listen to my own intuition. So a lot of times, like we actually give away our self-worth when we ask other people's opinions or we pick up programming from like media or, you know, our surroundings or, you know, social media. So it's like, okay, I don't really like this job, but what am I going to do? And then you hear someone say, well, you'd be perfect for this. And you're like, oh, would I, you know, instead of really listening to that hard part of yourself, that's like, choose the unknown path, go the scary way. And then you're like, oh, familiar, easy. You know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe I could do this. So, you know, I think it's as human beings, we all have, you know, self-sabotaging tendencies, whether they're like really sneaky or they're really overt, like when I just procrastinate and don't go to the gym and rather eat ice cream or, you know, these little voices kind of rule of what will be more comfortable than scary. So I think it's, again, just what we have to kind of deal with on a daily basis of, you know, checking in with ourselves and seeing what we really want versus some of these like external factors. Oh my God, preach to that seriously. I, you, you brought up how it's like the external things, like even asking somebody's opinion of something can really either fuel you or cause you to overthink. I am like the queen yeah. of overthinking and I've been trying so hard to kind of, there's something that I ask myself and it's like, do you want to or not? And like, yeah, just answer the question, question. <laughs> right? Just answer the question answer it because like if it's no then do the things to not make that happen right now if it's yes do the things to make it happen and it that is something that i've been struggling with honestly like the past few months to just like why are you overthinking so much like what you know like it just what do you want to do like what would you like to do and it doesn't have to be like a what do you want to do for the entire day it's like "Mm, no what do you feel like eating this second? It's like, oh, I kind of want that yogurt. Great. Have it. Like, <laughs> just like, yes, have it. I love like, that. I, <laughs> I do something similar to, I'm like, what is true in this moment? Yes. You know, because I'll start ruminating about the what ifs and go down the path. The next thing I know, you know, what if I go to the gym and I miss this phone call and then yeah. I, I, I don't have time to shower and then I, I, I'm supposed to go on a date and it's like, wait, do you have plans right now this thing and it's like no what is true right now exactly and it's like even on a bigger level I I for example had a friend a few months ago now I went to school to PT school with this friend PT school for anybody who doesn't know you pretty much do four years of undergrad and then it's three extra years of grad school it's a lot you know it's like it could be six to seven years of your life it's you know you put in so much effort And he now wants to go on a nursing path and like doesn't want to do PT anymore. And I felt really bad. It's kind of like a breakup. It's like, it's where you like know you should, but like you don't want to do it because you put in so much time already. You like, you did your due diligence and you like put in so much time. So I remember him talking to me about it. He was like, you know, I really value your opinion and I want to know what you think and I was like well what do you want like what you know like what what do you want it doesn't matter what I think I was like if you ask anybody in our class they're gonna be like you're crazy they're, they're hands down that they're gonna say you're crazy because we just put in six to seven years of our lives into this and now you want to switch yeah but, but at the same time I was like are you going into work like every day and like you're not happy like you're just you're not happy and it's like I know I have my own thing now 
and I work for my friend part-time and I adore her and it's great. Like my, my career right now is one of the best, but even when I was in my full-time jobs, like I still loved going into work because I also do love what I do. So I, I asked him that. I was like, do you go in and like you don't like it? You genuinely, like you don't like it. It's not fueling you. You don't have a passion for it. And he was like, I don't. And I was like, all right. So I was like, what I'll say is, do you think that'll change if you go into a different realm of PT? Like, what if you did cardio? What if you were in a hospital? What if you did something else? And he was like, no, I don't. He was like, I don't think it's going to change. And I was like, well, then you have your answer. You know, like you kind of have your answer there, right? That like, and now he is in nursing school. And I'm like, you know what? Like people probably will judge you a bit for that. But like, what are you going to do? What are you, what are you going to do? Like you have to do what makes you happy no matter what. So, yeah. and sometimes it's really hard to figure that out. And sometimes it's hard to, you know, stick to that path. And I'm so happy your friend was so true to himself Yeah. and able to do that. And I remember when I was becoming a life coach and telling people they're like record scratch, what? Like, yeah. like, <laughs> like who, what, why? Like, yeah. you know, um, and I think, you know, there's, I think of it sometimes like, you know, breaking up with a significant other or even a friendship where it was really great for a certain period of time and it taught you and it served you. Um, and you also have to grieve that because, you know, yeah. I, there's things that you loved about that job or and or that passion. But now, you know, something else is taking over and it's time for you to move on and go to a better fit. Yeah. Oh man, even the French, I sometimes think that friendship breakups are like way worse than, than, than other ones, than romantic I do ones. too. And you know, it's like really about everything is just like, I really believe it's just about like checking in and honoring your emotions and not yeah. suppressing them. And yeah. you know, even in my journey to become a coach, there were so many times where like, I really didn't feel marketing, but I did what I should do or what, you know motivated yeah. by fear and kind of suppressed how I was really feeling because I could deal with it. Oh, I could deal with being stressed and strained. This will just, you know, a means to an end. Yeah. And then once you're on the other side and you're like, wait, I'm doing something that I love and I'm passionate about. You have energy, you have excitement, enthusiasm, you know, like, and that like radiates and, yeah. you know, people can feel it. Oh, for you can sure. Feel it. And it's like, it's, it's weird, even with like the switching of jobs or like let's say something's going on with a friend or a significant other, whatever it is, I think that sometimes what I think about is like a fear of boundaries, like a fear of, okay, I'm not going to lie, so I love so-and-so, but like something a little bit too much is happening right now and it's like it's even something like that very similar is going on with one of my friends, like he straight up told me to give him space the other day and I was just like, got it you know and and don't yeah. get me wrong there's a part of me that's just like oh crap like did I mess up like did I you know like what did I do at the end of the day it might not have anything to do with me and, right. and I sometimes look at it as there have been times where I've needed boundaries from friends and it's it's sometimes because I love them so much that I don't want it to crumble I don't want it to crumble so like I do need this second like away from you to like make yeah. our friendship better too and I'm trying to like also think of it that way for my friend right now who like yeah. you know who said that he needed space and I was just like whoa got it great and don't got me don't get me wrong like it stung like it 1000% oh, yeah. stung 
But at the same time, I'm just like, all right, at least you were honest. You know, like at least you were honest and like you did, you know, like you, you were just being straight up. But I think sometimes that fear of like not knowing where that's going to go now, because I'm definitely kind of a little on edge. I'm like, oh my gosh, is he going to reach out? Like, should I reach out to make sure he's right. okay? It's like this like back and forth kind of that you have. But at the same time, I, I again, even with that, I'm trying my best to just be like, bro, let it be. Like, just like, let it be for yeah. a second, you know, just chill, <laughs> like chill. <laughs> Cause I think that sometimes is really hard to yeah, do, to do. I mean, navigating relationships with ourselves is challenging and then add in another person. There's mm-hmm. like a lot going on and there's definitely, yeah. you know, um, a tendency for us always to kind of look at ourselves about like, what did we do? Like, what did I do? Or how did I mess up or that kind of inner critic or that self-sabotaging thing? And then really just, you know, like you think you did the perfect thing, like give yourself space to process what's really going on and like what's true in this moment. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I mean, that holds for so many different things. Like I, there was, there was one of my friends when I was starting my business, um, where I felt like there was so many things coming out that were so judgmental. It was so judgmental where it was kind of like, are you really putting this in your office? Or like, are you really doing that? And it kind of hit a point where I was just like, Jesus, like, can we just be like happy for me for a second? You know, like, can we just like, you know, and I kind of, I was just, and I think we all have like those selfish tactics, right? Where like you always want somebody to of course like nurture you, make sure you're good. And her way of doing it was kind of like, this is my opinion of this. And like, this is what I'm giving to you right now. But the way I took it, I was like, all right, why is this also bothering me so much? And like, what can I kind of do about it? And I was like, I'm asking for their opinion a lot. So maybe don't ask right now. Honestly, I was like, maybe just don't ask. And that was also really helpful. So like, I kind of set that boundary too, where I was just like, maybe don't reach out as much, you know, like to ask about like your, your, their opinion on this and their opinion on that. Um, which I guess you can say is kind of like shying away from it. But at the same time, I was kind of like, it's getting me so mad that this is not gonna, yeah. You were setting a clear boundary and you trust yourself and you don't need someone else's opinion. You trust yourself to move forward and build your business and your office and design it the way that you want. And of course, you know, we, we love um, to share with other people and include them in our lives. And sometimes people don't realize they're projecting their own shit on us. And I think, you know, that's why, you know, there's a saying that everybody's a mirror. So, you know, what is she judging about herself? Or is there some jealousy or envy that you're doing your own thing? And maybe she's not, or maybe, you know, she wishes she designed things differently or who knows. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, we don't know what's going on with someone else unless we communicate with them clearly. And if you're not able to do that or in the moment you need space, that boundary is great. It's yeah. not, you know, it's helping each person kind of figure out what's going on to have a better relationship. Yeah, 1000%. And I think that one thing I feel that we're not necessarily taught, and don't get me wrong, I don't know like where we would kind of like learn this, but. I feel like we talk about boundaries so much with people that aren't for us, you know, that, that, that aren't for us. And it's just like, oh yeah, 
that person's not for you, you have to break up with them. Or like, that this friendship isn't going well, cut them off. Like, we learn those things as we grow. But I feel like what's not necessarily talked about enough is navigating your own relationships that you genuinely do want to make work. Like, your friendships that you actually do want to make work and how complex those can also be. so hard. Yeah. Like... There's so many, even in my life right now, where it's like, I feel like we're all in this like pivotal part of our life, which is great. I think it's such like a beautiful thing, but it is navigating like, oh, like so-and-so has kind of changed a bit. And like, I wonder, you know, and it's like, I wonder like, do we align still? Do we, um, and it's like, I want to, you know, like I want, I want to align still, but like, are we? And I think that that is something that, definitely isn't spoken about as enough even with relationships that you do want to make work it's talking about I agree. So, yeah and yeah. I think as everyone learns about themselves and changes and has different priorities friendships sometimes um change and I think it's really painful yeah and um you know I think there's also a fine line like I have a friend who um I truly think is a wonderful person but you know, every time we hang out, it's just very much like event bitch session. And don't get me wrong, we all should have our support systems and those true people and, you know, when they can create space for it. And I do it all the time. Um, But it just got over the top. And to the point where when she asks me to like, grab a coffee or this and that, I'm like, hesitant to having a busy day, or maybe I'm not in the right headspace, because I'm like, okay, can I really take on like a 45 minute sob session? And I want to be there for her, but had to kind of create a little bit of a boundary of only being able to do that when I really had the capacity to, uh, and be able to say no, um, and like, this isn't a good time. I, you know, don't have that mental space to kind of really be there for you at the moment. Yeah. And I was, oh, it is. It's terrible. And it's like that pain you feel with that of like feeling, cause I know you too. And like, I know you would be there for, you know, anyone yeah. and it's like, and I'm the same way. So, but <clears throat> I think one thing that I've been doing that has been working well It has been working well. It's definitely just being a little bit more direct. And I think it's, there's a way to be direct without being an asshole. It just is what it is. Like, I'm sorry. Like, some people can just be, like, really rude about it. And it's, I don't think, like, it's necessary to do that. But one of my friends texted me the other day. um, And this was in the midst of me being sick. And I genuinely, definitely didn't have, like, the mental capacity to, like, listen and and all this. And she she said, she said straight up, she was like, I really, really need to vent. And I said to her, I said, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like if you vented to me right now, it would literally go in one ear and out the other. So, like, if you don't mind, can I give you a call tomorrow? So yeah. That way I, like, I was like, I'm so sick right now. Like, I, I definitely need, like, a second. And I was like, I promise I'll be there. And she was like... Yeah, of course. You know, so it's like I I think that like, it, I, yeah. There's just like a way to also go about it. I hate when people leave people on red. I mm-hmm. hate it. Oh my god! I think like a friend ghost is worse than like a a, a dating ghost. Oh, I'm like I expect more from you. What's going on? Is everything okay? And then if it's just 
you know, not getting back in a certain amount of time, but... For sure, and it's like, that stuff really does irk me a bit on a friend's level, on a friend's level. It irks me a lot. I'm just like, what? (laughs) Like, what is going on? Why did you just, like... I don't know. There are certain things where it's like, I understand if you can't get to your phone. Oh, I'm not like that, where it's like, if you can't get to your phone right away, that just, like, is what it is. You know, like that, you know... um, I see patients all day. Like, I can't. Yeah. You know, I can't be on my phone every five seconds. So that part I understand. But, yeah. Um, I just think sometimes, like, letting people know, like, I need space. Just like how my friend did. Right? Yeah. You know, like, just, like, if you need space or if, like, you need something, it's like, okay, great. You know, like, I'm here when you need me. And then just, like, kind of go from there. Go from yeah. There. And I think, you know, <clears throat> having personal boundaries is about clearly communicating that, you know. Yeah. And... I think, you know, the question I always ask or tell people to ask is, are you being cruel? Because I used to feel really guilty saying no. Like, no is a full sentence. And I'd be like, no, because, uh, uh, you know. Yeah. And it's like, you know, if you're not being cruel, you know, like you said, don't be an asshole. But if you're not being cruel, then it's okay to just have a boundary and keep it at that and not have to explain yourself and, you know, do what's best for you. Because we really need to... Um, make sure we're good so we can be good for other people. Just like you did when you were sick. Like we can't show up for people in our relationships well if we're not well. You know, like, I don't know if you've ever had a fight with anyone when you weren't feeling well or you were tired. Oh yeah. The system was out of whack, like whatever it was, stress, like it's a disaster. So it's like how can you- It's a disaster, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, you know, or you're distracted or this or that. So it's like, if you don't take care of yourself, whether you're sick, whether that means you need space on your own to recharge, like it's not gonna go well, even if you do feel badly and say yes. So you might as well just tell someone, you know, what's going on. Yeah, I, I battle with that a bit sometimes with like, there are times where I wanna hang out with someone. Genuinely, I do. But maybe that day wasn't going so well. Or, like, there was just, like, something where I'm, like, I want to say no. And then you end up hanging out with them, and it's great. And it actually made you feel better. Um, So, it's, like, I do battle with it sometimes where I'm just, like. I get that. I do want to say no. But then it's, like, if I do go see this person, they're probably going to make me feel better. Whereas, though, maybe with, like, that, you know, friend you were talking about where it's like, ooh, you already know. Like, I've hung out with them too many times where I already know it's going to be a venting session, and I know it's going to – like, I already just know what this is going to be. Um, whereas, like, one of my friends I'm probably hanging out with, with tomorrow, she always – like, we just always chop it up and have a great time. So it's like as much as, like, I might be tired tomorrow night. Yeah. You know, or it's It'll be great, you know? So it's I, – I think that there's always that. Too. Yeah, I, I totally experienced that too. Sometimes I like to like give my friends a disclaimer. Yeah. Like, hey, it's been a rough day. I still yeah. want to like meet up, but I don't know how like big of a night it's going to be or like, oh, like let's grab an early bite and then I'm having so much fun and it ends up like being, you know, talking for hours. So I definitely have been there too. Yeah. Oh man, we just like really dived into that. Oh, so much <laughs> stuff. Because I just feel like there's so much that you could talk about when it comes to that. But, I mean, I think a recurring theme that we definitely have is just, like, a fear of, like, not knowing something and, like, kind of that overthinking part of it. Now, 
kind of treading back to your life coaching business, uh-huh. which is like, yay, amazing. Yes, yeah. because yeah, I, I knew I, you I, when you were in, you know, your previous jobs and stuff. So to see you doing this now, I'm just like really happy for you. I feel like you've definitely you found like, your niche. Of course, of course. I think it's important for everybody to find that. And sometimes we like, we obviously don't know it right away. I feel like there are some people that wake up and they just like have a passion and they just know. Yeah. So I think for you to like kind of find it is such a beautiful thing. But what would you say for you, not even just as a business owner, but kind of even whether it's with your clients, whether it's like, do you ever have fear of boundaries or fear of, you know, maybe something not working out and kind of like what you're going to do about it? Like, is there, I'm All sure. the time. Yeah. <laughs> about everything. You yeah. know, I would be a liar if I said fear didn't creep into my life in so many different ways. Yeah especially owning a business. Um, And, you know, we were talking about earlier is um, this idea of dreaming and creating this big vision. And I have so many like hopes and wishes as a life coach to impact so many people around the world. And, you know, sometimes when I think it's so great to create those visions and like dream big, and I truly do believe like so much is possible to accomplish. and just balancing that out and having that dream, but then asking like, what's true now? Like, what can I accomplish or step through now? And, you know, where is that fear that, you know, is it living in the future of like, oh, am I gonna be able to, I don't know, pay my rent next month? Am I gonna be able to impact people around the globe in five years, you know? But what can I do now? Because the small things that we do now are gonna lead up and, you know, take us to where we want to go. And of course, like having the big vision is amazing and we may have to adjust it along the way or, you know, like reroute, but it's kind of about not letting the fear take us too far away from where we are and what's true in this moment. And so what are like the small steps that I can do today or I can do in the next hour um, to help me kind of move past, move past that, get me a little bit closer. Yeah. Where I'm going. I, I think one thing that you said, it's like you kind of like, we wonder, especially with starting your own business too, there's always this wonder of just like, oh my gosh, well, like, what do I want this to be? Or like, what, you know, like, what do I want to do? But then you, you look back at all the little steps that you've already done and you're like, oh, but like, I'm, I'm doing it. You know, like, like I'm, I'm literally in the process of doing it right now and I, I can even say for myself, like, it's the first time ever where I'm kind of like, okay, we can kind of take a pause right now and like, and like, just do this, you know, just do this. Like I have all this, like all the little things that I want set in place. Like maybe this isn't what I want for like five to 10 years from now, but we also aren't five to 10 years from now, yeah. right now, you know? And it's like, yeah. I, I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned and, you know, my coach who I adore told me this once and I don't know if she made this up or got it from somewhere else, but I'm stealing it. <laughs> is confidence confidence isn't a prerequisite to start how can you be confident doing something you've never done that's like a bonus you know and i think so many people are like well i don't know how to do it well of course not you've never done it you know and you know um you'll gain it and you'll be you'll gain it as you go and you don't have to you know have perfect everything um to get going and i think that was a big lesson for me coming from this marketing world where i would deliver like a perfectly polished deck 
with, you know, um, the exact right images and things that were curated to, you know, sell a story or a brand message or connect with someone. And then I'm showing up and I'm like, how the hell do I do this for me? I'm the product. Like, I'm not perfect. <laughs> you know, I am not, you know, at all. And then it's like, well, show up messy. And it was like a little bit of a mind shift for me, you know, and yeah. to, to be, um, you know, doing it from the other side and marketing myself. And then I just kind of realized that I can't approach it that way because I'm not that way. And I think all of the people who do, like, bless them and like who <laughs> literally who can um you know communicate perfectly and effectively eloquently look a certain way or whatnot bless them but it's I'm a little bit messy so that's how I'm going to show up and you know give myself permission to do that because when I definitely started I had so much fear around looking like an imposter not looking good fears from like you know, judgment from like childhood of like, you know, having to be a certain way started coming up. And then I, I, I was paralyzed. I was like, where do I go? I don't know how to be perfect. And I'm trying to make myself perfect. And there's resistance there clearly. And then I was like, oh, wait, I just need to show up as me, which not every day is easy either, but it's a lot easier than trying to be perfect. And I think a lot of times that having to have the full game plan or, um, having to have like the perfect way or something like that prevents us from starting and keeps us hesitating and waiting and like we're waiting for the right time or this or that um that keeps holding us back yeah one thousand percent i definitely think things that can hold you back it's like is comparisons as well as like uh oh, like maybe my business isn't as good as so and so's, or like it's maybe not, you know, getting as much traction. And it's like one of my mentors even said to me, she's one of my good friends, but she was like, You don't think I was where you were? Like, you know, like at one point, she was like, Of course I was. And she was like, All of us, like, there's a crew of us who kind of like started our own businesses, and we all do things differently. And I think it's kind of beautiful to see because they're also all working. They're, they're all working, you know, in kind of yeah. like in our own ways and for like what makes us happy. And I think that that's such a beautiful thing to also see is that like you can yeah. compare, but at, this, at the end of the day, like you just, again, you kind of have to do what works for you. Like you just said, you show up messy, right? Like you show up messy and like, that's okay because like that's you and your clients, whoever your clients end up being, like they will gravitate towards that. Like the people who are kind of meant to be for you. And I think that that's another thing as well. I, I have a friend dealing with fear in an interesting way right now where she's worried about paying her rent for her office, you know? So she feels like mm -hmm. she has to draw everybody in that she can. But I told her, I was like, have set things in place, you know, set insurances that maybe you might take or set price points, you know, whatever it is. And people who can do it will gravitate towards you and, you know, and they'll do it, you know? So it's, and I know that's really hard and it's like a hard yeah. concept to have. Um, but at the same time, I have definitely seen my friends blossom in that way. So like, that's where so comparing beautiful. is good. You know, like that's where that yeah. comparison is good and because then you're like, it can work. You just need to wait for it to work for you. And I think, you know, I talk about this with my clients a lot, especially with social media. Um, and I always say approach it with curiosity. 
Yeah. You know, like you were saying, people do things different ways, you know, approach it as an observer, like you're gathering data and like you're learning. It doesn't mean that yeah. it's right for you. Um, and then also like with curiosity of like, what about it do you like? What about it? It annoys you, you yeah. know, learn it. It's just a learning experience and it's not a personal attack. And I think so often we're so hard on ourselves. We see something and we're like, oh, wait, I could do better or I'm not good enough or, you know, things like that. And again, it's just that pausing and asking, like, what's true in this moment? Like, yeah. just because so-and-so's business, like, have a million followers, does that mean, like, I'm not good at my job? No. What's true? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, I, am, am I curious about this approach? Does what it might work for me? Should I try it? Cool. Like, oh, do I, like, should I be making, like, a million TikToks when I really hate video? No. You know, right. don't don't have to. Yeah. And, oh, God, I mean, <laughs> we could do a whole episode, I think, on social media in, yeah. in oh, for sure. I, I That is something that I can harp on. Um, I mean, I have look, such a love-hate relationship same. with it. Me too. And, I mean, I am a low-key TikTok lover, by yeah. the way. Yeah, I love TikTok. I just don't make them, right? Like, so it's like, I, I love it so much, but... I, and I love social media. I won't even front with that. I, I love it. I'm on it. I, you know, like I, I yeah. think it's great. And I have, I have patients that come from social media. I have met amazing practitioners. But then one thing that I had to tell myself even last week, I like looked at my amount of followers and stuff and I was like, oh, okay. You know, like things are growing. Like, it, you know, that's great. It is what it is. And then I like, I was like, am I full at work? Yes. Am I, you know, like, what am I really doing all these things for? And it's like, I'm still accomplishing the goals that I would like to be accomplishing without posting as much and without doing like all these things. And it kind of, it made me realize like as much as I want to harp on social media and I have a fear of not harping on social (laughs) media is that it kind of doesn't it yes it matters in a certain way but it doesn't matter in the way that I was thinking about it where it's like oh like let me post to maybe gain more followers but it's like are those followers gonna reach out like you know like are they gonna want help from me or like are they just following me right so it's like it 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 was such like a back and forth for me where I was kind of like it made me realize that I never want social media to get in the way of like my business stuff, you know, like yeah. of something that I am trying to fuel to like make sure that I can live so that I'm living out my passion and all of that. And I love advocating for everything PT, everything pelvic. But at the same time, I was kind of like, is it making me go a little crazy right now? Though? Yeah. Like, I think so. And that, that was something that I had to like kind of step back from a bit and yeah. think about. You really have yeah. to, everyone really just needs to do what's right from them and every time I post something with the intention of like oh this is going to gain traction or this and that like it usually doesn't yeah but when I post when I post with the intention of like oh I feel like sharing this or you know this helped me this helped a client or Blows you know this me smile like you know I think I posted something today and it said playing small is canceled is that gonna like get a lot of likes who knows am yeah. I gonna get followers probably not yeah I, but like I saw it and I was like Fuck yes, playing small is canceled. Yeah. Like I played small for like 
14 years of a marketing career. Like I'm over playing small. Like I'm going to share that because that just made me feel good today. You yes. know? So, and I think um, that, yeah, those things are so, it makes such a difference when you, when you do something out of like, or interfering with like how I truly feel or is the fear like fueling me to get to the other side? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, Alex, I could talk to you all day. All day. <laughs> I like, I like I want to get injured again. I'm just I, kidding, but like I no, want, you know. Please don't get injured again. No, I don't um, want that. <laughs> I just love spending time with you and I, I just adore you and could talk to you all day long about everything. I know. You. I know it's also like been a minute since we've talked so I feel like this yeah. is like yeah it's good but great. So thanks everyone for listening to us catch up on all things in life yeah for real <laughs> seriously but I definitely think we hit some points of like I mean boundaries for sure that is that is a topic I can no at nauseum um try to speak about and it's something that I'll be so honest like it's something that I'm still working on I think everybody will continuously work on it and that just the fear factor of kind of everything in life and like not overthinking as much. I think that's something that everybody needs to work on as well, um, as much as possible. I feel like those are our kind of like our main things, but tell everybody please where they can find you, you know, how they can book something with you. And again, everybody, yeah. as you know, like I'll, you know, post that and then it'll be in the description part of the podcast too. Yeah, so um, coachingbyaw.com. Um, I work with people one-on-one, -on -one, and I also work um, with teams at companies um, really to just, again, help you bring awareness to what's going on in your life, um, take stock of what's interfering and getting in your way to where you want to be and how to build that confidence um, to take the steps to get there. And um, also just started a group called More Human More Often, where we are building a community of people who, you know, have really a lot going on and sometimes don't realize just like I didn't realize when I was working in marketing that, you know, sometimes we get in our own way. So it's just people who are being really honest and stopping to take stock of um, how they're feeling and how they can, you know, feel a little bit more human in our world that makes us not human. So really excited to bring people together because, um, again, I think difference is beautiful and we can all learn and grow from each other. I love that. I love that so, so much. Thank you so much for being Thank on Thank you. Yay. I had so much fun and Same. I can't wait to um, talk to everyone soon. Yay. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to the All Things Pelvic Pod. Have questions, concerns, comments? Want to share your story? Remember to follow me on Instagram at the underscore pelvic floor playbook. DM me, share my stuff, like it, and let me know what you think. As a reminder, this is not medical advice by any means, so don't be out here doing a bunch of nonsense in these streets. If you need me and want a vibe, you know where to find me. I'm out.